What just happened on Survivor? Why did it happen? You'll find out the answers to these questions and more on The Survivor Know-It-All, starring Rob Sesternino and Stephen Fishback. These experts are primed and ready for all your text and video questions concerning the latest episode of Survivor Philippines. And now, the runner-up of Survivor Token Chains, Stephen Fishback, and the smartest player never to win the game from Survivor Amazon and All-Stars, Rob Sesternino. Yes! Hello, everybody. Welcome to Survivor Know-It-Alls. I am Rob Sesternino, and what you just heard, uh, that was a, a little, I don't know if you'd call it a, a song or an intro. That was uh, composed today for us by uh, one of our live viewers right now, Don Shook. So thank you. Thank you, uh, Don Shook, uh, for uh, working on a, an intro for tonight's show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Don. Uh, we, ding it or fling it real quick. What do you, what do you guys think in the chat room? Ding it or fling it? Did you like it or you didn't like it? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, a lot of likes so far. Very, very much so. And then, uh, I see a few flings coming in. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. I, I like it. It's, I think it's a little more of an intro than it is a theme song. I think we need something a little bit more like, uh, with some music, but thank you, Don. Basically, if you if you make something like that for us, we're going to play it and we're going to see what people like. And I know uh, I'll put it in real well in the audio download of the show after the fact. I know I'm playing it off a speaker behind me, so I don't know if that works out for you guys. Okay, so lots of stuff to get to. Thank you for joining us at this late hour here on a Wednesday night. Uh, I am getting uh, texted an email from Stephen Fishback, who was working late tonight. And uh, he's saying, uh, you may want to start without me. So it doesn't look like Steven is going to be here with us for the beginning of this show here tonight. Working working very late, working hard, an honest, an honest living, unlike a podcaster's living uh, that Steven does. So he's working hard. We hope to have Steven uh, here catching us uh, here by the end of the show. So we'll see what happens. But that isn't going to let that stop us. From talking about uh, a very exciting show, and there was a lot to talk about tonight. I thought this was the best episode of Survivor Philippines so far in this young season. Six episodes in, I thought this was the best. Uh, very pumped up to talk about it, and a lot of cool stuff to get to. A couple of quick things before we jump into the Survivor. Uh, some of you may have noticed this already, but I was doing some uh, some updates on the iTunes feed. And so if you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, and if you're not, you can go to robhasawebsite.com slash iTunes and make sure you get set up and get all the podcasts downloaded immediately uh, to whatever your, your Apple device is. But you may be experiencing some duplicate downloads of shows uh, in the next uh, 24 hours or so, and I apologize about that, but just delete the old ones uh, if you already listened to them, or you could listen to them twice, either one. But so I apologize about that. There's nothing wrong with your feed if you're getting uh, double downloads, uh, some DD uh, for you guys. And yeah, it's it's just gonna uh, it will fix it will write itself. You won't get future ones. You just may all get re-download some that you already have. So I apologize about that. That's 100 percent uh, my fault. Then uh, also one week from tonight, I mean, this is a little interesting for what we want to do here. One week from tonight is uh, none other than uh, All Hollows Eve, uh, aka Halloween. And so I'm not sure exactly what we want to do. Uh, it, do we want to have some sort of a Survivor Halloween? I'm not sure if Steven is a costume kind of guy. Maybe should we have some sort of a costume contest and take video calls from people, I think that's what I'd li- I'd like to do. Uh, next next week, uh, if you dress up like your fa- like your favorite survivor, uh, there will be we will g- figure out what the prize is going to be. Maybe it could be it could be a tundra hat, courtesy of uh, Rob has a tundra hat dot com. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe some goodies from Rob has a store dot com. So maybe uh, <laughs> yeah, Rob Oween. Thank you, Jessica Frey. Uh, producing the show and doing a stellar job. Maybe there could be uh, some sandwiches, but if you want a sandwich, you got to trade me your rice. That's the deal. So dress up next week uh, as your favorite survivor, and we'll bring you. We'll bring you on, and then uh, we will award the winner of the survivor costume contest. Uh, I think that could be very fun. And please, 
If you are a big, burly man, don't be naked when we bring you on and say you're being Richard Hatch. Please, that costume is disqualified. We will take no Richard Hatch impersonations on Spreecast next week. So, uh, and uh, if you need a Halloween costume that's not Survivor related, be sure to go over to check out our friends at Amazon.com. At, Rob has a website.com slash Halloween. Takes you right to the homepage for Amazon.com. Uh, helps support the podcast and uh, keeps us podcasting day in and day out over here. So we really, really appreciate all your support with the Amazon stuff. Uh, I, it never goes uh, unappreciated. I thoroughly appreciate it. Uh, each and every time you guys that tell me that you have it bookmarked and everything to go to uh, robinsonwebsite.com slash Amazon. Really, really appreciate it. Okay, so let's jump into this. And I know we got a lot of questions here so far. If you'd like to submit a question to talk about here on the show, go ahead, push the submit question button. We'll take text questions for now. If we don't get Steven in a little bit, we'll take some video calls from you guys here later on tonight. But let's jump right into uh, this. And I think there's really two major things to talk about from this episode tonight. A, uh, sandwich versus rice. Uh, was this, which, who got the right side of this trade? Was the, which team should not have made this trade? Was it a win-win? So, Sandwiches versus rice is uh, the number one thing I want to talk about during this show. And then number two, uh, I want to talk about, did Jeff Kent make the right decision to uh, keep Penner and vote out Katie? Basically, uh, Kent had to make a call here. Do I want to go into the merge with Penner or do I, let's take Penner out now. He has the idol. Let's blindside him. Let's get rid of him. And so we'll see. Uh, I will tell you definitively. Well, I don't know the spoilers, but I will tell you what I think uh, it was the right decision uh, about what Jeff Kent did tonight if he made the right call. So let's to go back to this crazy challenge that we had here tonight, which really got off to a very fast start. And so for those of you guys who are on the West Coast who didn't see the episodes uh, yet tonight, we had sort of like a rubber band ball, sort of like the size of the boulder that's chasing Indiana Jones in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so we had three people at a time who had to go out there and you had to like push the thing through the goalpost. So you had three people out there, you had a bunch of mud, you were saying to yourself tonight, where was Danielle DiLorenzo for this challenge? Where was Angie for this challenge? Uh, Instead we had Denise... And we had Lisa uh, in the mix here for the challenge. But I thought it was, I said, okay, this looks like a really interesting challenge. Let's see how this works. So the problem here with this challenge is that it takes a whole person to push the ball. And it takes a long time to push the ball. Then you have three people on each side. So basically, you can hold a person down while the other people from your team holds the ball or goes and pushes the ball. But unless you're Andre the Giant and you can hold two people down at the same time, there will always be an equal number of people pushing the ball and there will also be an equal number of people wrestling in the mud. Unless you could somehow just like knock two skulls together and knock people out, it's sort of a game that uh it's sort of like in uh war games when they got the computer to play tic-tac-toe against itself uh that's sort of what was going on here because it was a game that was really never going to end and after a while the survivors got tired and so it started off it looked like uh penner was going to just like sort of uh he had like scoopins uh for lack of a better term, it's it's uh, 1030 at night. He had his balls like in a headlock, uh, which is not ideal. Didn't seem to bother Mike Scoopin too much. I guess Mike Scoopin's like, hey, uh, I've, I've had worse. I've had worse on this show. <laughs> but so he sort of had, uh, you know, he, he was sort of like getting in on... <laughs> On Penner, on Scoopin, uh, had it sort of like in this headlock, and then uh, then Scoopin was like sitting on Penner's head and like 
pushing his head down into the mud. And so, uh, every, and then everybody's just sort of like leaning on the ball. And then basically Survivor starts dissolving, like to the sunset, dissolving back. And that's what you do when something doesn't change for an hour or so. And, uh, you know, Jeff Probst is like, he's trying to make it interesting. He's doing his best. He's like, uh, oh boy. This is a great challenge, but really, everybody's out of gas. Nobody knows what to do. So finally, uh, we have this compromise come up, 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 and I'm not sure who suggested it first. I think it was Penner that basically said, hey, uh, we will give you, uh, let us take the sandwiches. You can have all, all of our rice. Now, first off, I didn't know you were allowed to do something like this at the Survivor Challenge. I had no idea you were allowed to say, okay, see, uh, you know that reward? Okay, here's what we're going to do. Let's divvy it up. I mean, at that point, could you just say, all right, Jeff, we decided we're going to take half the sandwiches and they're going to take half the sandwiches. We're going to split this up. Uh, everybody, it's a win-win for everybody. I mean, since when are you allowed to negotiate stuff like I guess... Well, I guess the real answer is going back to Survivor Fiji. Yao Man's allowed to give the car away to somebody else. So I guess there's some sort of a precedent for this, but it did seem uh, kind of odd that you're allowed to say, all right, you know what, hey, hold on, let's, let's negotiate. You quit the challenge. We'll give you the rice from our camp. Like, is there a, I must have missed it when I was out there on Survivor, that is there like some FedEx pickup where you could just send stuff to the other tribe and make a deal during the challenge? Like, okay, uh, you give us three fish, we'll give you a tarp and work it out sometimes i just think the producers are like oh this is interesting let's let's let this go let's let this go like they could have just as easily shut that down i mean i'm sure crazy things have been proposed like this in, before in the history of survivor and jeff probst is like no no we're not doing that no you can't do that sorry uh and so but for whatever reason that they were like okay that's interesting let's let that play out now in terms of both the tribes here there was a lot of, like, in the moment, like, oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I guess nobody really wanted to be the person, like, at the wedding who stands up and says, yeah, if anybody sees any reason why these two people should not be together, uh, speak now or forever hold their peace. <laughs> like, uh, maybe Scoopin or Penner could have gone through that and said, hey, uh, absolutely not. Artist kind of did. Artist was uh, super cranky tonight. Uh, we didn't see too much of Artist throughout the whole uh, uh, season of the show, and I'm being. I see uh Stephen Fishback in the chat room. We could be very close to a Stephen sighting. Uh, but <laughs> so Artis was especially cranky. He was cranky even before the challenge. He called Mike Scoopin really useless about how Mike Scoopin wants to uh, eat all the rice and how he's uh, you know really one of the most most useless players. And I have a lot, let me. I'm gonna make a note. I want to talk about the rice situation as well. But let's just stick to the deal as far of whether it was a good deal or not. And uh, I think Steven could just about be ready to go. Let's see if we can uh, try to bring up Steven's camera. I see he's green. And Steven flying in from working. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 Steven Fishback, where are you? I'm on the street, Rob. I'm on the uh, New York corner. New York Street Corner, broadcasting live from New York. How's my uh, internet? <laughs> wow. Well, surprisingly, it's better than last week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of surprising. I, I, Alex Forstenhausler told me that he was going to come and uh, I could use his internet. I was at the United Nations and um, he decided not to show up. So I'm on a corner outside Alex Forstenhausler's apartment. <laughs> but he's, he's not at his own house? Not at his house. He's, you know, celebrating Survivor as every every fan does. Um, and so I'm just on a street corner. <laughs> have you uh, ca- have you called him? Have you texted him? Yeah, he him? claims he's on his way. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, let's try it. Let's let's, let's roll, Rob. Let's right, let's, let's see what, what's going on. Let's do this. On. Now, what what device are you on right now? I have my own like little little Wi Fi. Look at this; it's better than my apartment internet. This is incredible. This is better. You should do this show um, every week oh, on the Verizon street. advertisement. Uh, Steven, now that you're you're out on the street uh, in in Manhattan, can you stop people on the street and ask them what they thought about tonight's episode? Yeah, let's. I mean, you know, <laughs> by the corner, we'll get some MOS opinions. <laughs> All right, well, Steven, now did you get to see the episode tonight? What did you? Get oh, yeah, to- yeah, I saw the episode. I saw the episode. It was great. Um, 
it was uh, a real powerful episode. I was, you know, happy to see Katie go. Oh dear. Oh no. What happened? Um, happy to see Katie go. I love Jeff Kent. And uh, I thought it was, you know, some great things happened. The challenge was lots. What have you talked about? Can you give me a brief oh, summary? Well, yeah, we, we didn't get too far. Now, Stephen, I want to know before we go any further, what is the possibility that you will be mugged uh, right here live on Spreecast <laughs> and have your, your laptop stolen from you as we watch on live? I'm in like the NYU, you know, the, the, the village area. So <laughs> I feel like I could probably take anybody around here in a fight if it came down to it. <laughs> yes. Now, are you concerned at all that now that you've broadcast your position, hooligans could be on their way to come and take said laptop? Yeah. Oh, look. Hey, oh, hey, hey look. It's it's Alex Forsenhout. Hey, this, well, <laughs> wow, we're, we're live. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> wow, Stephen. Yeah. Stephen has a guest. Thanks. <laughs> well, I'm generously letting me use, which, you know, hopefully is better than what I've got right going on right now. Yeah, are, are we going to be okay to go up a stairwell and stuff? Are we going in an elevator right now? I take it that we're not. <laughs> All right, so maybe we should just let Stephen... Let's let Stephen get, get settled here. Good, good to see we're checking in with Stephen. Let's let him get settled, go upstairs, get on Alex's internet connection, and then we'll take it from there. So let me just uh, go back to setting up uh, the rice versus the sandwich debate. Because I don't think this was a fair trade, personally. I think that the better end of this deal is probably the rice over the sandwiches. Uh, I don't know why <laughs> Penner was so, you know, he, Penner must really love sandwiches because he was, he was all about this. Now, uh, maybe you guys could tell me who was in a better position to win. It looked like they were, that Calabaw looked like they were going to be winning the challenge. Like they were further along, even though they weren't too much closer to the goal. Yeah. So they were, they were closer. Um, I don't know if, uh, if this was the right call to make now. That being said, it was two out of three to go ahead and play this challenge. And God knows how long uh, this might have gone on for. And everybody was just like, hey, let's just end it. But I wonder if there was an ability to sort of negotiate a better a better deal than, hey, we'll give you all of the rice that we have. Um, Anthony Williams wants to know, Rob, has there ever been a deal where both parties got equally screwed? Well, they say in a negotiation, and we'll ask Stephen about this uh, coming from the United Nations today. Uh, they say in every great negotiation, when both sides feel like they got screwed, that's a fair trade. And so in this case, it certainly did feel like it was a fair trade. I just was annoyed that there was a lot of whiners on both sides who didn't. An artist spoke his piece, but everybody else was sort of like, well, I guess if you say so, then it's good. Uh, I think if you really were that much against it, I don't like the, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterback of now we've eaten the sandwiches. Isn't this great? And now, oh, I wish we had the rice now. I wish we didn't have those sandwiches. Uh, I'm talking about you, Carter Williams, because, uh, (laughs) that was, that was not a fine. It was not Carter's finest hour tonight. Now being on both sides of this, um, where I have eaten reward, on survivor and i have you know eaten the rice on survivor you know on paper you say to yourself well if i just eat one big meal i should be good for the next week well unfortunately people are not like a boa constrictor it's not like you could eat like a large thing and then just slowly digest it (laughs) for a period of time you eat and then sometimes you feel sick Sometimes you throw up, but then after you eat, you know, like your body's like, okay, oh, great, food is back. Let's see. Let, let me eat some more. Uh, whereas if you eat, you know, small meals, like, okay, your body is used to surviving on, you know, 300 calories a day, if that. And so it doesn't really work out that way where you have one big meal and you're full for, you know, the next three days, unfortunately. Uh, and I feel like Penner should have known that. Now, maybe he was uh, he was overrating his own fishing ability that he felt like maybe he was going to be, he really was going to be able to catch all those fish, but it really did not work out that way. And I have to say, 
I was cracking up during that whole sequence where they came back from the challenge and now they've eaten sandwiches and now they're not catching fish and there's no rice. And now, you know, the the worm is starting to turn for Penner. Uh, and, and Penner is going to continue trying to sell everybody that the, sa- the, the sandwiches was still a good idea. He's, you know, trying to convince everybody that uh, even though they're, they're very hungry and this is, they're all second-guessing this now, uh, he's like, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't had a better sandwich. I was so, I'm so full, I could probably never eat again. I'm loving all these sandwiches. And Carter is like, uh, well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hungry. I don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, I was really cracking up. The Penner just, just keeps going with these sandwiches about how great, uh, the sandwiches were, which I really love. Now, I mentioned this on Twitter. I have a little bit of a conspiracy theory about the fact that we got letters from home already and what is this day 13 uh now uh is i mean how far into this game are we we're getting letters from home day 16 now i rob's fact checker where are you right now because we i want to know is this the earliest we've ever gotten letters from home in the game now i think now my conspiracy here i put on my tinfoil hat now i wonder if the producers of The Survivor are saying, boy, our returning player, Penner, could really get screwed on this. We know this was a, he made a bad trade right here. This, all the rice for the sandwiches. This could really come back and bite him in the butt here. We need to sweeten this deal somehow. And so the producers go ahead, they get out the, the, the letters of all the Calibaw players, Put them out, and then Penner is like, "Oh wait, what's this? We have bon- a bonus letters from home. Oh, what a great deal!" Uh, here's and here's Stephen Fishback. Uh, yes, and uh, hey. yes, fired up, ready to go. And friends. And fr- and Alex. Yeah, hi. Yes. Yeah. Very good. No, no. Yes. Oh, uh, well, then I can. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we need headphones, Rob. Is, is, the okay? is the sound not good? It's it's good for me right now. I've, everybody in the chat room says uh, says that's good. Now, uh, Alex, you're not holding Stephen at gunpoint, are you? <laughs> yeah. This is my mugger. He mugged me in order to get a guest spot on the on the uh, know it alls. Yeah. <laughs> Forget the laptop. Uh, right. He just wanted a survivor. So he <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you go back, um, all right. back into the I'm well. I'm here to watch the show from, from right here. <laughs> all right. That's good. Raise your hand if you have a question. Uh, and we'll have Jessica Frey put, uh, put it on. All right. Here we go. So, Stephen, <laughs> my, my big question tonight is, was this a f- good trade? Rice uh, f- for the sandwiches. I think it was a bad trade, um, and I think you're deluded for thinking other way. Do you think? Wait, 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 I, wait, wait, my feeling is that I'm a show. reward challenge on Survivor. I, I want to get into the ad hominem attacks, but in a reward challenge on Survivor, um, you know, that's like that goes away really fast, and you're actually just hungrier afterwards. So yes. I think that like trade, you know, the staple supplies are more important, and I'm actually surprised. Um, made that decision because he has to know that that he's got um, you know once the reward is over people are just going to be hungrier after you know they'll have the momentary high but then they're going to be like you know regretful and then they're going to not have rice and he's going to be in this position that he was in of having to get fish yeah no we're on the same page on this we both think it was we both think it was a bad trade uh, and we think that Tan Dang got the better end of the deal, which, and we'll get into in a minute why they're belly aching. We can't figure out what their what their problem is. They got a good they got a good trade. So what is what is Penner thinking? Yeah, I, I really couldn't believe that. I feel like Penner just got like bored with the situations. Like, how can I do something here? You know, like what? Do, how do I? How do I? Con- Uh, <laughs> I think right. we're gonna we have a little. Oh, <laughs> yes. See, uh, are you are you still there? Right. Yes. So we don't know what we're Penner, here. We're here. Okay. What what is what is Penner thinking here? 
I really, I really just feel like he was like, what, you know, his mind was racing is the same that makes these remarks about, you know, to Jeff, mouths off to Jeff. He's like, well, how can I do something interesting in this situation? You know, I, I don't even think he necessarily thought it was a great deal. He just wanted the deal. Yeah. Was it just that the, both the tribes just wanted the challenge to be over? Is that really what this came down to? My question is, this was the first match, right? But they had a bench. Both tribes had a bench. Tende had Abby and Malcolm on the bench. And uh, Calabar had what? They had um, Jeff Kent and, and Katie, I guess, on the bench. Yeah. So both of these tribes are going to have, like, why didn't they just play the next round? Like, that's what I don't get. Yeah, I don't know. I think that they just wanted it to end. Neither tribe wanted to stalemate, uh, you know, call this round a stalemate or or forfeit this round. But yeah, it really was interesting. I'm surprised the producers let this go, aren't you? Yeah, uh, that they that they didn't break, that they didn't stop it sooner and like make them replay. Yeah, yeah, or finish the challenge. I'm surprised Jeff didn't shut this down. I mean, so when I was on Token Chains, we, we had the basket brawl challenge where we had a similar stalemate where basically every person was wrapped up in someone. And um, we they made it, you know, like certainly no one was going to quit. I, mean, I get why, um, why like Tandang feels like stupid. Like they probably feel like they, you know, threw it in a way. Um, they bartered away their challenge for rice. And I, I get that. Yeah. Uh, Don Johnson says, should Jeff Probst have executed his veto power on the food trade as the commissioner of the Survivor League? Could he have uh, vetoed this trade uh, between the two teams? He certainly could have. Yeah. Well, do, you, do you think he should have? Like, I feel like Jeff is so desperate for novelty that he'll do anything. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think that... I, I agree. I think that they're like, uh, oh, this could be something. All right, let's let this go. Let's let this go. And I also said I thought that the producers may may have uh, potentially uh, – and I feel like you guys are talking about me. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we're talking about him. You know how weird it is that I'm just sitting here. Oh. Stephen to... told me to be here. I wasn't like, <laughs> yeah. oh, let me be in the shot. Well, you like but I do have something to add if you want, if you want me to add. Oh something. yeah, okay, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I do think that. Yeah, it was probably the producers. Um, you know, maybe stalemates have happened before, and the producers are like, like, let's do it again. But this time, they're like, oh, well, this has never happened yet, and maybe we want something new to happen. So they just kind of like, let's just not do anything and see what happens. And after an hour of them just sitting there, that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, well, that that really brought nothing to the table. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't hang up on him like you did to Cochran either. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I live here. Yeah, I am in his house. <laughs> All right. So, Stephen, I, I was talking about my tinfoil hat theory uh, of that. Do you think that the producers gave Penner and his tribe the letters to almost soften the blow because they knew that Penner had made such a bad trade? I, I, I had that opinion as well. Like, I think they wanted to, like, make... Although it, is, it has been a frequent Survivor thing that for the first reward challenge, they won't... That winning the first reward, you also get um, the letters from home. Um, but so you agree that like they're just desperate for novelty, and then anything anything goes for them. Yeah, I think so. I think you know if if a tribe says, "All right, all right, here's what we're gonna do," uh, you know, we'll we'll give you <laughs> like we'll send two we'll send two of our girls over there, and they'll uh, you know give you a back rub, and then you and then, like, okay, let's let's see how this plays out. We've never seen this before. Uh, you know, I think it could be uh, you know whatever is gonna whatever is gonna move the needle. That do you think now, knowing that they're so desperate for invention, if you went on again, you would like like come in with ideas of like things you would do differently? Leave no stone unturned. Uh, to try everything. I would say, um, I, and that's yeah. why, I, Stephen, um, I still say to this day, if somebody like if one of these returning players, let let's say for instance, let's say Carter had found the uh, immunity idol, and so he had the hidden immunity idol. And Penner went in his bag and took it out. They would say, "All right, let's let that let's 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 play that out because that would be something that would be interesting for the show. If it was the other way around, they'd say, "No, no, no, no that's against the rules." But I, th- I'm telling, you, I think that they, you know, want to just uh, stir the pot. 
I, I believe it. I believe it. I, you know, I, I feel like if, if the, you know, if, if the person objected to it, they might have to like um, give it back to them. But I think if they, they would let it play so long as no one like raised a rules violation objection. Yeah. I think um, if it was good yeah, for the show, I, they'd let it slide, I think. Um, so meanwhile, over at Tandang, then the other side was all sour about the, they uh, are, don't want to eat the – now they have rice. They still don't want to eat that much rice. This is something that came up on the All-Stars, which I sort of got into this debate a little bit, and I was apparently on the losing end of this debate. But we got some rice on day 10 or so in the game, and I said, hey – we should be eating all this rice. We don't need to try to make this rice at Shapera last until <laughs> until day thirty. Not while you have you have you have uh, beverage service during this podcast. I wish I could get you something. <laughs> Can you go to LA? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, but so, so I agree with you, Rob. I yeah, agree with you. Um, I I would say pre-merge. Do you? I mean, why are we trying to in this small group? Why are we trying to ration out this rice to get us to day 39 when in reality that in in only a few days from now, there are going to be many more mouths to feed? And unless we're going to like buddy system it and hey, you guys sleep over there, we're going to sleep over here, don't eat our rice, this is our rice. Traditionally at the merge, all of the resources are combined. Now everybody is getting less portions. Right. No, I agree. I, I definitely think that the, the tribe that won the rice, Tandang, should have been eating the rice kind of nonstop um, just to like, you know, for that for that very reason. Right. They're, they're going to have to share it anyway. I mean, that must have been part of Penner's thinking when he made that deal was that yeah. uh, they're going to merge soon. I mean, I just don't think he was counting on the hunger effect afterwards, but yeah, um, definitely the move would have been to eat all the rice. Yeah, I, I think-, think they were just like angry at Scoobin. Yeah, they just don't like Mike scooping. I, I think if we're going to put this logically, I think Penner's thought process is, hey, we're going to merge probably in three days. You take the rice. We'll get strong with the sandwich. I'll catch a fish tomorrow. I just don't think he accounted for. He was, of course, he was not going to catch any fish. Um, yeah, I mean, that's such a huge, stupid move. Like, why, you know, you know, there's two ways to play Survivor, right? One is like, never put yourself in a position of responsibility, which is my way. And the other, like the Boston Rob way is like, try to take responsibility whenever you can. But now there's the third way, the Jonathan Penner way, which is like invent new ways for yourself to fail. Like try <laughs> to create situations that like you can't succeed at. Um, <laughs> but and, yeah, yeah, why, why is Penner in charge of being the provider of food <laughs> to, to the tribe? I mean, I, <laughs> Right. I love I Penner. Him going out with Ozzy and yeah. watching Ozzy. Like, he watched Ozzy. <laughs> but why, yeah, why is Penner taking it upon himself to say, I am the fisherman. I am going to catch fish. I'm going to feed everybody in the group uh, <laughs> when he does not have this skill set on his resume. Wait, is that – that's a very good Penner impression. Is that new? <laughs> it's, a work, it's a work in progress. Uh, Colin wants to know – was Penner trying to make himself invaluable as the only source of food for Calabaw? I, I don't know, but could somebody else get up off their butt and maybe try to help Penner out here instead of just sitting back in the shelter being like, I knew he wasn't going to catch anything. Man, this sucks. We're really hungry. You know, this yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, it's not, you know, the, the onus is on Penner. He, he stepped up and, you know, he's going to either – Failure or flourish. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Now, with the emphasis on Penner, uh, I thought this was a really great second half to the episode, too, because the post tribal council stuff was amazing, I thought, where it really was like the horror movie of is Penner going to get blindsided and not see it coming and not play the idol? And Jeff Kent takes him out when uh, Penner thinks they're going to blindside Katie. Were, did you think that Penner was going home tonight? No, I didn't. But I also I thought that um, he really just didn't pick up on some of those clues, right? Like when Carver says, "Is it Katie or Penner?" Like that was, I mean, what? in Penner's like, you mean Denise, right? Like, I mean, he, you know, there was no, no. It was great what he said that uh, Carter turns to him and says, uh, "So should we get rid of uh, Penner or Katie?" And Penner said, "Totally deadpan." I thought, well. I'd hate to lose Katie, 
And so I, I thought he picked up on it, but he, he didn't. It, must, it went right over his head. And Jeff Kent's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, really, it's, we also saw this this summer on Big Brother when, uh, when Chef Joe yeah. was in the dark. And then uh, Dan went and talked to Chef Joe. And then Dan comes in the room and gets ready to be- for bed. And Joe is like, hey, Dan, Dan, just talk to me. And he's like, I am Dan. Go to sleep, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was great. That was, that really was great. Um, uh, it was, have you ever done that? Did you ever make any Freudian slips on that Survivor and reveal it? No. To be fair to Carter, you know, God, God bless his, like, beautiful, beautiful like, abs. But, you know, Carter is – there's a lot. You're keeping a lot of names juggled, you know, in your head. And it's, hard, it's hard to keep all that information straight. <laughs> you, but you, you typically – you don't ask the person uh, who you're going to vote out. Should we vote for you or the other person we're considering? Unless it's you're really putting them on the spot. What do you What do you think we should do? <laughs> Unless you're being very direct about the whole thing. <laughs> um, so, Stephen, what I want to know is: Did Jeff Kent make the right decision to vote Katie out of the tribe and leave Penner in the game, presumably to merge next week with the rest of Calabar? Well, on the subject of Carter, I thought Carter's point was really strong, which was that, you know, in a merge situation, Penner's going to be a much bigger target than any of them. Um, and then there's the other things, you know, Penner's got the idol. Um, Penner might have relationships with Mike Scoopin. And Katie is the kind of person who could float to the end. You know, she makes a merge and she very well could go deep in the game because no one sees her as a threat. Great for Katie, not great for, you know, someone else on the tribe that's getting taken out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely think that was the right decision. You think it was the right decision to get rid Denise, of Katie? Though? Yeah. Do you think that they should have taken out Denise? Uh, that's interesting as well. Um, yeah, the I you know I didn't really even think about that one. Um, the argument for getting rid of Denise is that well we need her strength for the challenges. But if you're trading your rice away, aren't you already all in that there's going to be a merge coming up? Yeah. I mean, if, if there's more challenges, they're screwed, right? Like six days of zero food or whatever. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe the best strategic move could have been to get rid of Denise if you feel like she's going to get back together with Malcolm, if there's a possibility that she's going to flip that you would think uh, to go to the other tribe and vote with them as opposed to if you're Denise, why wouldn't you flip once you get to the merge and side with the group that has the numbers rather than be one of the four people that's going to get, uh, you know, pagonged by Tandang for all they know? I mean, the only rationale would be that um, Denise has, you know, maybe Denise could flip Malcolm, you know, conversely, that maybe Denise would be able to pull Malcolm over and like, you know, those inroads. And I've been in a, you know, a, a losing tribe before. And, you know, you do start to make that calculus. You're like, we need to have as many ins as possible to the other tribe in order to move forward. Um, and so I can see like keeping Denise for that reason. See, I think that the idea of getting rid of Penner didn't make any sense for Jeff Kent. Because if I'm Jeff Kent and I'm sitting there, I want Penner with me the whole rest of the way. And I'm not afraid that Penner is going to win the game. Because we've seen now through three Survivor seasons, and don't get me wrong, I love Penner. I love having him on the show. He's, I think he's one of the most interesting people to watch uh, that has ever been on the show. But he gets on people's nerves while he's on Survivor. Through three seasons now, we always see people, for whatever reason, Penner, uh, so you're getting bus service also. Uh, But Penner, he's a scutch, and he gets under people's skin, and he is the perfect guy to go up against in the end if you are Jeff Kent. Um, No, I totally agree. I, I completely agree. And I kind of think Jeff knows that. I, I just feel like maybe he's, you know, continuing to vilify Penner just to remind everyone that Penner's the villain in the same way that Boston Rob did. Um, and, you know, with Philip, you know, Boston Rob was great about keeping Philip around, but he also always reminded his, his tribe that Philip was, you know, horrible, horrible, always kind of making sure that Philip was in line. Yeah. 
Uh, but I, <laughs> I really think that it would be very foolish for them to even consider getting rid of Penner. And, but they really, they had me going. Like my heart was in, was in my throat uh, during that tribal council because it felt like to me Penner was going and Jeff Probst was trying to say, Penner, play the idol, buddy. <laughs> play the idol. Didn't it seem like that was the signal that he was trying to give him? Jeff is really bored, right? Like, what is he doing with Jeff Kent? You know, like, what, Jeff Kent, have you ever played a game with balls before? Like, he's really just leading the witness. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, yeah, anyway. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, Michael O'Keefe wants to know, what was with the question from Probst towards Jeff Kent tonight? Asking if he's ever played any games like Survivor that requires strategy. I'm surprised Probst didn't shout out, Jeff performing like he's done this professionally for 17 years uh, during the immunity challenge. Yeah, I did think that was a, a bit out of bounds. Uh, for one, yeah, I really felt like we were going towards a blind side of Penner. Once Jeff starts in with, it's like, I don't want to hear that Jeff doesn't know what's going to happen when they sit down at tribal council and Jeff asks, so who feels safe tonight? Because now we all know that somebody's getting blindsided. Like he doesn't ask that at every tribal council. He really only goes there when somebody is about to be blindsided. So he does the, you uh, think that's leading witness. Well, I think that's, I'm sorry. I was prompting that. So if you were at a tribal council and Jeff asked that, you would be like, it's me. You would start to panic. I would start to panic. First off, if I'm a, one of the blindsiders uh, where I am, let's say I'm Jeff Kent and I'm trying to blindside Penner. Now I show up at tribal council and and I know Penner has an idol and I'm trying to blindside him. And now props to starting in with the, uh, so uh, who's feeling safe tonight? Penner. Got to know. Penner. I uh, think you could be blindsided. think you could, could be a good chance that maybe these guys could be trying to screw you over, returning player. What do you think? Uh, and he's like, well, you know, you know, going into the whole, the whole thing. And he really, and it was so, it was so perfect. Like what Penner was saying about, they should blindside me. They should do it. I would applaud that if they did. Uh, and really going into his whole, his whole speech, I really, really thought Penner was going to go. Uh, that's interesting. I, I thought it was such a sure. I thought Katie. I really feel like Jeff Kent's a, a great player, right? Yeah, he's very Katie good. Was such an obvious choice. I didn't think that Jeff would make such a big mistake. Like he's such a cautious, smart, strategic player. I, I thought that there was no question about it. Yeah, and it's almost like Kent has his Natalie Tenerelli here in Carter, also in just his yeah. Lamb, who is going to follow him. Yeah, he's never going to flip on him. I've been very – I mean, it's really amazing that we have a big baseball star. Not like – I mean, Jeff Kent is a legitimate baseball star. It's not like a Grant Matto, so he's a former NFL player. No, Jeff Kent is a household name. He's a real baseball player, and now he's on the show, and he's play, he's playing for real. Like, I, it's it's we haven't had this ever happen in the history of the show before. I think he validates like even having like celebrity celebrity uh, contestants. I was trying to think of any other celebrity who's played this like hard before. I mean, Taj was like you know a celebrity; she was a pop star, but not at all like Jeff Kemp. Yeah, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson kind of soft soft pedaled the game, and uh, yeah, it's it's exciting to see someone really going all out. And you, you like a professional athlete; it makes sense, you know, they're used to competing, um, and so good. More professional athletes on Survivor. Although, Stephen, now, if Jeff Kent does uh, fare well in the game, and let's not even talk about if he wins the game. Jeff Kent goes, let's, let's hypothetically, final four appearance for Jeff Kent. Will Survivor, how far will Survivor jump the shark in terms of stunt casting in future seasons of the show? So you're thinking like it would actually be great if they had Fonzie on. Like that would be the real jumping of the shark, right? They got Henry <laughs> <Yeah>. Winkler. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think that there will be like I I would not be surprised to see an entire tribe of uh, you know celebrity contestants, you know. I I really really think if especially, you know, considering Lisa Welchel is in the mix too, if she does well, 
And then let's say, you know, six months, you know, now Lisa Welchel starts showing up on Hot in Cleveland or something out of this oh, yeah. where, <laughs> yeah. Why, they, right. All these 80s stars. Oh, man. Yeah. It could be so great. What a renaissance for Survivor. <laughs> it will be. It really will be. Survivor will be The Apprentice. I mark my word. Yeah. Mark my word, Stephen. That I'm telling you, two years from now, there's no more regular Survivor, and it's Celebrity Survivor from from here on out. Two years from tonight, Stephen, we're gonna be sitting there talking about like, uh, oh, so uh, did you see Lark Voorhees? Uh, what did what do you think of her tonight? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know who that is. Yeah, you will. Uh, Rob has a bastard says, is it possible that no one knows who Jeff Kent is still? Producers really dropped the ball if no one actually knows. Yeah, that is amazing that now they've played all these challenges. Nobody knows. Pete Pete doesn't know. Malcolm doesn't know. Mike Scoopin doesn't know. Pete and Malcolm are, are um, 24. You know, they were 14 in the, in the prime when, when Jeff Kent broke his finger. Um, you know, they're just too young. <laughs> Look his finger. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah but finger. I mean, Pete's not too young. Mike Scoopin knows who Blair is. Mike Scoopin is a sensitive soul. You know, he, he <laughs> was watching Facts of Life. He wasn't watching baseball. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I guess so. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, from the show uh, tonight that I want. Context issue, Rob. Like, you know, seeing something on someone on TV is different than when you like see them. You know, you like it's totally, totally different. You know, it's like a guy, just a guy. You know, I, I you know, I, I can see the problem. <laughs> but somehow Dawson, off the day one, Dawson knew who he was. So, so someone knew, like the end, right? Like they had the baseball fans. Just happened to be a girl, and all of you sexists out there are appalled that it wasn't one of the young men. <laughs> uh, Keaton Jolly wants to know who will be ousted first. Now I'm not sure if that's a, is that a typo. Are we talking about outed first or ousted first? Uh, let's do it both ways. Who's gonna Who's gonna be outed first, Lisa or Jeff Kent? Lisa is clearly gonna be outed first, right? Yeah, I I don't think Jeff Kent will be outed. I think Jeff Kent's gonna get through this this whole game, and nobody's gonna nobody's gonna know that he was a baseball player. I agree. Yeah, uh, ousted though. Jeff Kent is a more likely. Jeff Kent is probably gonna get ousted first, right? Like. He's an alpha male. He's a great challenge competitor, and he's going into a merge with tribe down numbers. Like he's he's got to be, you know, he could be the merge boot. You know, he's a, a big got to be a big target. Uh, Lisa, if it is the merge, you know, no one's going after her. So she's in, she's in business. All right. Well, let's speculate here for a bit, Stephen. What's going to happen? Let's say the merge is next week. Now we have Calabaw comes in with four. Ta- the original Tandang has six, and there's Malcolm. How does this shake out post merge? If it, if it is a merge, they call it a twist. They call it a twist on the uh, commercial for next week. So, Tandang has never been to tribal council, right? Never. And that's always a disaster. Like, I, I just think it's a huge, a huge. There's still like we're getting, you know, we're getting built up for a Tandang implosion. Like, you don't really see what the dynamics are anymore. There's no animosity anymore on Calabar, right? Like, yeah. So I, I don't know. If, if someone from Calabar were next, um, it would likely be Penner, I guess. Like, yeah. I can see Penner being a merge boot. I think this is very interesting. And I think we're really set up here for a very exciting post-merge survivor because basically we have factions. We don't even have tribes. We have factions. We have basically the three guys from Calabar, Penner, Kent and Carter. Then you have the the soft four person alliance from Tandang, which is Pete and Abi Maria and Artis, and let's say Lisa is with them. Then you have Sc- yeah, and, and then you have Scoopin and RC who are sort of a pair together, and then you have Malcolm and Denise who really could go uh, could be in the best position of everybody. The three tribe scenario is really gold. I think it's, I mean, it was a little bit hard to get behind in the beginning, but I think it's really paid off going into this merge where you're right, you have all these factions. And like Lisa doesn't have any, you know, connection to Pete, except that he happened to be in control for a minute. So you have a lot of groups of three in that respect. Um, yeah. And I think going going back to the All-Stars, I think it, it didn't work there because I think everybody on the All-Stars was afraid to make a big move except for Boston Rob. 
I think everybody was, and I think that part of that had to do with they didn't they didn't raise the million dollar prize money, but they raised all the other prizes. So that was the one season where second place was two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and third place is like one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. So so in that in that one season, people are like, hey. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rock the boat. Like uh, I'll take fifth place. Fifth place on this season is more than right. you know. Se- is second place on a regular season. So I think I'm just right. gonna. Hey, I'm gonna sit. I'm not gonna. You know. Uh, you know, rock the boat one way or another. But this season, it's all. Do you yeah. the prize money? It was like, what was the reason that the prize money was it? Like they didn't think that you guys would come back for unless there was more money at stake. Uh, it was. It was. <laughs> The it was a better economy, Stephen. I think that it was more more to go more to go around back in uh, the old uh, two thousand and three. Uh, Stephen wow. Royal, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stephen Royal, uh, will the merge be next week? What's the deal with the promo and everyone running around doing crazy grabbing their things? Would you, could the producers here? Uh, could this just be a straight merge? And they're calling. Oh, and next week there's a twist. I don't, they usually promote the merge, though, don't they? I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't speculate about that. I felt all along that they had to do something different instead of just a, a traditional merge here after starting with three. Like and the other shoe would drop here on on something. Maybe could they uh, redivide the tribes? Go back to three. Um, it would be interesting to see what they would do for you know for one week and then merge. I just feel like they, if I were a producer in this situation, I would want to put everyone together, right? Like for the reasons that you said, like yeah. you have all of these dynamics that are like bubbling up. Like why not see what happens when they all come together? See what explodes. Like, yeah. you know, remixing it and creating more interconnections, eh, you know, it, it's not going to help anything. I agree. I think you're. I think you're right. Let's leave well enough alone. This is an exciting time to merge the tribes together. Let's just have a regular merge. Yeah. Okay. You. How about this? Eric so wants to. Yeah, we <laughs> go get a, get a time machine. Go back. Uh, Eric Laval wants to know what are the odds they do a one world scenario next week? How about that, Stephen? What about almost like a Thailand uh, where they don't merge but they live on one beach now? I would say zero percent chance, right? <laughs> zero. I would, I would no. say this higher than zero. <laughs> one. I'd say maybe I could see a five percent chance they do that. Why? Why not? Could be interesting. Yeah. All right. So uh, and let's take another couple of questions quick, uh, and then uh, I know we went we went very long here tonight. Uh, I got a podcast with Amanda Kimmel tomorrow. We'll ask her about about Jonathan Penner and everything from the show tonight. So uh, Don Johnson says, "Do you guys finally agree that hashtag Pete Bro is the heavy favorite?" Dominating his tribe, I don't see any Caliban members stopping the Pete Bronage. Don Johnson loves Pete. I am not on the Pete bandwagon yet, Stephen. What say you? I thought this week was really bad for Pete and for Abby both. They just look like, you know, jerks. And and, and that's not the kind of player that wins Survivor ever. Ever won Survivor? Has a jerk won? I guess. What? Has a jerk ever won Survivor? Has a jerk ever won? Well... Uh, I mean, are we counting people that shoot uh, dogs with bow and arrows? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. But he wasn't a jerk like that. You know, he wasn't like a jerk to the people around him, right? Like, I yeah. think was like a good guy to the people around him. That's what distinguished him. Like, he's you know, a criminal at heart, but like a uh, you know, a nice man. <laughs> yeah, you're behind your back. Uh, Bobby Kelly wants to know Mike Scoopin. Five straight episodes without a confessional. Any logical explanation for this lack of airtime? I heard him being called uh, Purple Scoopin on Twitter tonight. The crazy thing is that Scoopin got so much airtime to start the show. And that's like the first episode, it was all Scoopin. And so I was surprised by like how quickly he like, you know, he had this like really emotional coming back. And, you know, here's what I mean. You know, this means to me. And, and now he's gone. So I don't know. That was weird. How about this, Stephen? Is it possible that Mike Scoopin doesn't give good soundbite? Is that possible? That maybe like the two in two thousand one, you know, he's a very he's an emotional guy. He wears his heart on his sleeve. But maybe is that is that uh, possible that he doesn't speak in in good reality show soundbitey clips? 
Yeah, it was funny when he was in the in the ball with Penner today, right? And like Penner was just like speaking in his Penner, Penarian way, and like Mike says, like this is really wonderful, and Penner's like this is something, you know? It's just like there was like definitely you could see the difference between the two of them, like kind of Penner with his like jocular sarcasm and Scoopin just sort of saying this like kind of off thing that wasn't really true. Um, so yeah, I we'll see. That. We'll see. Uh, 29 Ninja, last week you predicted Carter, Artis, and Katie as the next three vote-offs. Hashtag Rob has a prophecy. I did? I predicted that? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm better, better than I thought. Well, let's see. I don't think Artis is going to be the next one to go home. I don't think Carter either. He's like too innocuous. I think know? I may have said something along the line. Let's get rid of the people who aren't getting any airtime. Let's get rid of the Carters. Let's get rid of the Katies. Um, and so let's keep all the people who are interesting players so far to our knowledge, uh, in the game. So, uh, all, all good stuff. Any other good questions here for Steven before, uh, we, we, we let him go. I know he's had a long day today, working, spree casting, making an honest living. Um, do you have a question? Uh, yeah. I, I, I have some people over. Oh my God. This is, I should go. My host <laughs> is having guests. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, so uh, oh, well. uh, Al- <laughs> Alex is having people over at his house. <laughs> really ridiculous. All right, one, one, one last question. Do it. Oh, hello. Oh my God, there are there are people there. All right. <laughs> All right. So. All right. It doesn't seem like uh, our 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 producing staff has any more questions for us. So uh, we'll we'll let wind this down. Let Alex have his party. <laughs> Stephen, uh, uh, is uh, do you have to go and write a people column now? Yeah, that's it. So the internet went out. So what, what, what did you say, Rob? I'm sorry. I, missed <laughs> I said, it. do you have to go write a people column tomorrow? Will there be a fishy awarded in the morning? It will be a fishy. I think I was very clear about who won tonight. So, uh, yeah, there will be a fishy in the morning. And uh, look for that on people.com. <laughs> All right. Steve, and follow at Stephen Fishback on Twitter. Uh, Stephen, we will talk to you uh, next Wednesday. Oh, Stephen, by the way, I, I, uh, I, <laughs> well, it's a whole, a whole party. Yes. Uh, Steven, I told people next week to, uh, we will be having a Halloween costume contest next, next Wednesday night. It's Halloween. Do you have plans for Halloween? I do have, pl- I have plans for Saturday. That's like a Halloween oh, observe. No, right? no. A I week from to tonight. To you, though. Yeah. Oh, I check out amazon.robhaswebsite.com uh, slash Halloween. Uh, but in all seriousness, Steven, I told people next Wednesday night, if they dress up, we will pick out the winner of who wears the best Survivor costume next Wednesday night. Okay, are you are you free? Are you trick or treating? I'm free. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here and podcasting. Can't wait. Okay. Here I'm- <laughs> You'll be at Alex. <laughs> Steve and Stephen, be sure put the bowl of candy outside the door so trick or treaters don't interrupt the whole podcast. Okay. next next week no interruptions no interruptions all right all right steven have a great week we'll talk to you soon okay buddy orson hasler for letting me use his apartment thank you (laughs) (laughs) take care have fun at the party steven bye i'm looking forward to it maybe just more podcasts <laughs> wow, really not since primetime Alex Stein uh had his friends over. Have we had such a wild uh experience on a spree cast? Uh really. So uh kudos to Stephen Fishback who started on the street tonight and worked his way all the way up to Alex Forstenhausler's apartment. So uh, <laughs> lots of fun tonight. All right. So, uh, I told you guys about the uh, the amazon.com uh, I told you guys about the iTunes. Uh, I think that's about it for the show for tonight. Uh, we are going to be back uh, tomorrow morning when I will speak with Katie and ask her uh, all the questions about what was really going on at the Calabar tribe. And then later in the day, time to talk with uh, the one and only Amanda Kimmel. 
and uh, find out what she thinks about Penner so far on this season and get her thoughts on uh, Survivor in general and uh, what she's doing with Trishel playing poker and all sorts of fun stuff. So be sure to check out our Facebook fan page tomorrow if you have questions you want to ask to Amanda. Go ahead and go to facebook.com slash Rob has a podcast or uh, just search for Rob has a podcast up in the searchy thing at the top of Facebook and uh, look for that probably. I usually post that around uh, 10 or 11 p.m. here on the East Coast. So about 1, 2 o'clock on the, uh, on the East Coast for you guys and uh, a little earlier for our West Coasters. So that's going to do it. Uh, I see uh, uh, Survivor Shannon was, uh, was here. Uh <laughs> trolling uh, and uh, saying don't drop the soap. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Anyway, so uh, have a great night and uh, we will talk to you guys uh, next week on Survivor Know-It-Alls. Take care, everybody. (laughs) Bye.